All right, it is Thursday, October 13th. We're full of brand and community conversation. I'm welcoming my good friend and special guest, Ben Hadley, to talking about Elon's new must, Carvana in Michigan, and whole lots of brand stuff. You know. Let's go. Ah. Mm. Little Thursday bounce. Yeah, sound back for, for my guest appearance? Hey, look, yeah. Hey, sometimes we bounce. Sometimes it's, it's, no, it's just been here and there, though. It's here and there. You know, sometimes we just got to get into it because things are happening. Lots of things are happening. Paul's out of office today, hanging out with his fam. I got to do that earlier in the week. Uh, just a couple of like, you know, we got to go through the housekeeping things, just tick the things off. Uh, we're going to be, if you haven't heard, at the Modern Retailing Conference, the newly branded Brian Pash event here in just a month. Uh, I think, Ben, you're going to be there too, uh, which will be really cool. And yep. uh, yes, yeah, so we'll be in Palm Beach, whole lot of different sessions. We're actually uh, hosting a creative track, which is for creatives and those that want to coach creatives and walk through like, what does it look like to do good creative uh, in dealerships? We've got incredible people like Ali Pinion and Nathaniel Grecklick going to be there and coaching through uh, just what it looks like to to create content for different platforms. We've also got an auto collabs episode today with two NADA uh, teachers. And so Michael Lukey and mm. Matthew Volmers will be on there. But goodness, we got some stuff to talk about today. And I'm really excited about about some of the stories. And and we said this, Elon's new Musk was I kind of how I like rolled that, rolled that front. Um but let's go ahead and get into it. So Tesla, it, I don't know if you knew this, Ben, but they are a car tunnel, social media, sol solar space, internet charging, roofing, media. And now, last but not least, a perfume company. Yep. Elon announced that his company, The Boring Company, which is actually uh, a company that has uh, that is responsible for like if, if people have been to Vegas, they might have been through the tunnel. Uh, that was a big thing that people were headed to last year at NADA. And they're basically cutting down the the ability for tunnels to be made by like one twenty fifth of the time with this new technology that they have. Um, but Still a tunnel, though, just like let's throw that out there. Like, it's cool. <laughs> But it like you're like yo, what'd you do? And we're like yo, yo, check this out. What if what if we like put put people underground? You're like, yeah, we call those tunnels. You're like, yeah, I know, man, this is gonna be revolutionary. Revolutionary tunnels, yeah. revolutionary. Yeah. Well, so it so last uh, the last time that the tunnel company did something that wasn't tunnels was back in 2018. They actually uh, they actually sold flamethrowers at 500 bucks a piece and uh and sold um and and they've also sold hats they sold 50,000 boring company hats um so they're kind of like this company as all things you know Elon go they're kind of like half retail half you know company doing something else and uh so they announced that they are selling uh a $100 per bottle uh perfume called burnt hair <laughs> Which, like, if, if you're looking at it, you can see it right now. It's kind of like this red uh, bottle that has smoke around it. Um, you know, it's uh, the, the the two little quotes, like the retail quotes are, it's like uh, being over a candle at dinner table without all the hard work or stand out in a crowd, get noticed as you walk through the airport. So <laughs> what, what even is happening in this he, world? Man? He's literally, it's like almost... I think he he took a challenge upon himself 
What is the worst smell? How could I measure my brand? Right? right. One way is to say, I wonder if I'm so innovative as a brand that I can dig holes under the earth and call it innovation. And everybody's like, yep, we'll give it to you. He's like, damn, what if I took the worst smell ever, bottled it up? Would people also, and he's like, you know what I mean? Like he's taking like it's the hardest things. Yes. And then, and like, and somehow getting away with. Well, because, because product is not like my, my kind of note on this is product is not the reason why people buy or subscribe to anything that Elon slash Tesla slash whatever he's doing does. It's not based on product. Like many of the products are great, you know, solar roof shingles, uh, you know, the vehicles that they're, that they're selling. Like the product is a strong product, especially like the lead products, not these like perfumes and flame blowers and, and hats and, you know, merch and stuff like that. And I mean, they're sending people to freaking space for goodness sakes. But when, when, brand is greater than product sales doesn't really have to get involved right because like there was there was no like marketing campaign instagram you know instagram blast feed in order to get a million dollars worth of burnt hair perfume sold yeah I, i i mean i think about this like like he's doing everything in the reverse which is like normally what you do is you go, okay, marketing and sales budget, let's segmentate or segment the market. Let's advertise to that market and then iterate and optimize. And eventually you have this like, hopefully hyper awesome audience that loves whatever you're doing. And you, you know, you create long lifetime value customers right. out of that. And he's just like, no, 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 no. The best a audience can ever become the most optimal audience is just a community. So yeah. let me start the community first. And then the downstream effect is listening and just making cool stuff that they like. Well, it's and- interesting because then like, even if whatever the thing is that gets created is outside of kind of the stream of conscience of that community, as long as it's close enough, right? Totally. Yeah. It it's still the community is still attracted to it. So right. like perfume is kind of outside of that community. Like it's a tech community. They're attracted by like new tech trends or or anything like that. So it's slightly outside enough, but because it kind of has this funky brand to it, this kind of like yeah. early adopters brand, it's close enough to the community that people are drawn in. I think this is important for anyone that's trying to build something of value right now, like you can pivot your entire business to be based on this. I was actually watching a clip of Patrick Abad this morning at a SoduCon that we posted. And he was just saying like, if you're not caring about how your customers are becoming community in order for retention, then if not now, when? Like, uh, oh, because, well, it's a recession. Oh, we're doing great. Whatever it is, it's just that's the that's the ultimate sense of like whether or not your brand has staying power. I literally, dude, I was at a paint store. A woman came up to me. This is like a few weeks ago and just said, hey, is that your Tesla in the parking lot? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I have one, too. And we like I was like, this is so odd. 
And well, I'm, I'm sure like Jeep owners probably go through the same thing because they have like the Jeep wave and like, yes. you know, like, oh, dude, the like, duck ooh, thing, lifted yeah, it, yeah. Blah, 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 yep. whatever, like especially Wrangler owners. Yep. But it was my first experience of being like, and then she was like, oh, you're not on the local Tesla community email list. And I was like, there's a local Tesla community. And she's like, oh, I'll add you. Right. And I was like, this is wild. <laughs> like what other, I've never well, seen never in automotive but this is interesting yeah. you know i'm a big soccer fan and the reason why we did the soccer scarves at a SotoCon was because there's a lot of similarities that we're trying to draw to like the soccer community totally. actually early early on in so nashville soccer club is now an mls so that's the top tier of soccer in the u.s early on in nashville soccer it was 2014 that it was just an amateur club uh mm -hmm. so it was like crowdfunded crowdsourced cool. and basically if you saw in Nashville, at that time, football club, FC, magnet, T-shirt, anything like that in the community, there it was an immediate conversation. And, you knew. and most likely, yeah. you actually knew the person, right? Yeah. Like, that, that's how tight the community was. Now, that expands. As as community becomes, like, a larger brand play, you, you, you now just have affinity because, like, there's a central source of agreement, right? And this is what like most great communities are built on is that there's a central source of agreement. So, you know, it, the central source of agreement with the Tesla brand is Elon Musk. It just, it's, it's based on a person, right? Um, it's based on that person's impetus and their he's brand. The lead singer. Yeah. He's the lead Dude, singer. It, it yeah. reminds me. So Blink-182 just got back together for a reunion tour. Super pumped. Biggest. I'm like diehard fan. And it reminds me of that too. Yeah, I it's think like differently how many you. text messages I get. Dude, it's happening. Like, yes, you know, the band's back together. The community's back together, too. Like, anyways. Well, hey, look, before we get to the last thing, I just want to throw yeah. this up. We just want to, like, as a SODU, we want to, we want everyone to know that we're actually the purveyors of everything in the world at this point. We're actually the new Simpsons. So look at this image real quick. This is from April 1, 2022. This is in a, an email that a SODU put out. We just want everyone to see this real quick. If you're not watching, I'll, we'll we'll throw it up. Isaac, do we have do we have the image? Do we have the image of of what we what we threw out there? Oh man, please tell me we have the image. Oh, dude. He's probably struggling it for it at this you're point. Doing, you're clickbaiting everybody. You're I am. I'm clickbaiting. I'm getting everyone. Well, look. Uh, in, we'll post it in the comments. We'll later. post yeah. it in the comments <laughs> on April first. We actually gave everyone the option for 267 billion referrals to the Asodu email, we were going to give people Elon's Musk. So that's actually, if you go back, if you get the Asodu email, go look at your April 1st email. We actually predicted Elon coming out with perfume. Boom. No <laughs> Got him. Dude, that's crazy. Crazy. All right, let's keep rolling. I don't have a segue for that. Oh, there it is. Look at that. That's in, that was in the Asodu email. There it is. Let's There's go. the image. Musk by Elon. He didn't call it that. That's okay. We'll give him burnt hair. Okay. All right, we're keeping moving. Carvana is leveraging consumer trust to actually regain their Michigan sales license. So if you weren't following last week, uh, uh, Michigan said Carvana, yeah, out because of title implications and paperwork and things that weren't getting the customers, too many customer complaints. Um, and just, uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe uh, Tuesday, Carvana customers in Michigan got an email asking them to, quote, support keeping Carvana and online hassle-free car buying available without interruption in Michigan. Now, this isn't the first time they've done this. Actually, when uh, they got kicked out of Illinois, 
They sent out a petition, got over 6,000 signatures on that petition with customers saying, no, keep them in business, keep them rolling. Um, and they are saying like, hey, we're being singled out because of an antiquated process that actually makes it hard for us as an online retailer to serve customers. So this is actually a customer issue that we are not responsible for, but that antiquated processes stand, uh, that, that they're for. What's crazy to me here is that they are leaning on public opinion of their brand to, 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 to garnish a change in legal opinion. Yeah, like I would actually, I would say just because it's relevant, right? Like if Tesla's in the same situation, 70 million fucking signatures, right. excuse my language, right? Like it would be bonkers. Um, and so you, I can kind of see a contrast there. Like six, I, you know, 6,000 signatures isn't, isn't nothing. Right. Um, well, but, but in I, a single I, state, right? Like they just totally. sent it to that state's customers. But I never, I never really think of Carvana as a community or like, like I've, I've never really seen people be like, oh dude, like, yo, you're a Carvana buyer. So am I, you know? Right. It just doesn't. No, it doesn't like, work like that. But I do think that it works in a way that like people are like, oh no, that's the way that I do and will buy cars. And if mm -hmm. that's not an option, then that's bad for me as a consumer. Like, sure. because the buy-in when you get to that point isn't just, oh, they had the car. It's they had the process and then, oh, great, they had the car, right? right? Which is opposite from a lot of auto retailers, which is inventory drive sales and not brand. And they've, yep. they've gone at brand drive sales and inventory is a, a benefit to the consumer that they have. Or process drive sales, but yeah, yeah. Right. Or process drives brand, but yeah. yeah. Process, yeah, whichever, That's yeah. Um, yeah, their process drives their brand, the way that they communicate their brand. But that, like, I was, I was just thinking, like, could, like, let's just say the local DMV is like, man, that Toyota dealership can't get their stuff straight. None of their titles are ever right. They can't get customers, you know, licenses in under 60 days. We're just going to shut down their ability until they get caught up. What would happen if that dealership reached out to their customer base? Because some of these, I mean, you know, some of these larger groups, like they've got million or two customers in their database. Yeah. Like how would those customers respond in that moment? Like would there be like a line of customers at the DMV being like, you better make them be able to do business? I don't I just know. can't see it. I don't think so. I can't see it. It's like maybe uh, for some select dealerships out there, but, you know, if we're talking broad strokes here, probably most of them would would be on their own right right yeah they would, they'd be yelling they'd be like with the pitchfork let's go get them and then nobody's behind you, you right know, like, so yeah. how does how does a how do how do like individual rooftop dealerships because right carvana has the benefit of having a wider regionality even at the state level mm. in the consumer base how does how does a dealership or group of dealerships start to move toward that like, how do we get yeah, there? If you look at, like, I think, like, Damien Boudreaux talks a lot about this, which is like, like, you know, your your competitive advantage is your local, uh, uh, localness. Yep. Word. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's like, if anybody's equipped to make a really, like, uh, potent community, right? It's, it's actually harder, I think, to do at a national level. Than it is like you're talking about uh, uh, the Nashville MLS uh, football club, right? Yep. Okay. Like super local, right? 
you're walking or like all of that becomes way easier. And I think we just have to move away from just like a bumper sticker or a license plate thing as our, as our signature of like, mm. yeah, I bought a car. I'm a part of that. Yeah. John Jones, Toyota, whatever it is. Um, and, and, and really make it more about like, Oh, we're at the local events We're you know, we're, we're sh- the, the schools, the boy scouts, the whatever, like really make people feel um, that impact because then they'll get addicted to that and they won't want that removed. Yeah. Right. And you see the, the dealership as a vehicle <laughs> uh, for community to, benefit. Yeah. For yes. community. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yep. yep. Well, speaking of getting addicted. Segway. Many people are addicted to Starbucks, at least many people that I know, and specifically the caffeine that comes along with it. And Delta recognizes that fact. Uh, Just yesterday, a day after Dunkin' Donuts changed their rewards program and got a little flack for it, Starbucks and Delta have come together and said, hey, look, we're going to offer reward and loyalty benefits across our ecosystems, uh, signing a partnership to uh, give Sky Miles as well as Starbucks stars uh, to consumers that purchase or uh, or take activities within each of the loyalty rewards programs. Um to entice the customers to join the partnership, members who link their accounts between now and December 31st will earn an additional 500 Sky Miles. Now, that's just for linking the accounts, which is pretty wild. And after joining and making only one Starbucks purchase, they will accrue 150 stars, enough for a free coffee. So, if you never... Here's the thing. This is so cool. Because if you never do anything with this, but you're like, I got a Starbucks account and a Sky Miles account... You can get 500 Sky Miles, get a drink, and get another. It's like buy one, get one free, basically. No, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But also, I'm guessing there's way more Delta diehard Sky Miles people that have Starbucks accounts than any Dunkin' Donuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, absolutely. They are so key on their target market with this, like in the ideal customer profile. You know what's interesting is... Well, one, just the fact that these are massive brands with massive amounts of people in their loyalty rewards. And so uh, one of the one of the notes was a, a big reason for this decision was not just like it's it's that they want to understand customer behavior because so mm-hmm. much is tied to the purchase behavior, the travel behavior, like how people are interacting with these brands that are that are closely aligned. It's interesting in the Nashville airport. This is crazy. This is anecdotal for me. But in the Nashville airport, the Southwest and American uh, terminals that are primarily those two, obviously they've got a bunch in each terminal, but the two terminals that are primarily that have the majority, actually all of the coffee shops in those two terminals are local coffee shops to Nashville. Three of the top Nashville coffee shops, like the, the, like the premier ones that people in the country kind of know about. Right. So those are in those terminals in the Delta terminal. The only available coffee shop, which pisses me off when I have to buy, when I have to go to to Delta is Starbucks. Right. So like they already know their target customer. It's not like they, they, it's not like they haven't done this research already and already like connected those two ideas is like, Oh, Delta customers, big brands, stream of conscious speed, right? Probably Starbucks customers connect that in airline terminals. Okay. Connect that offline for people and start to like be in their minds more often. It's like, if you're yeah. if, if you fly Delta all the time, 
What are you going to do? Stop at the gas station or Starbucks? Now you're stopping at Starbucks. End of story, right? Well, you're also like, I feel like the Delta customers is like way more business oriented. Like, uh, you know, like I used to be diehard uh, BTV, Burlington, Vermont to Atlanta and then in wherever else. So I was super, uh, super diehard Delta. And, you know, so you're like, but you're always going to a new place. There's not really consistency in their schedule. Right. The only consistent thing would be a Starbucks coffee, right? Because they're everywhere. It's wild. So it totally makes sense. Um, crazy thing. I mean, personally, this is instant coffee. <laughs> this is like the like this is like a sin Dang. in Vermont. Like you're Big supposed sin. to be drinking like really like great, you know, yes. whatever. So maybe it doesn't completely apply to me, uh, but genius. Well, it's genius, genius and I think that. You know, I, you and I both know there's a guy in, in that's trying to press into automotive with like a thing called the gas app card, right? Yeah. And it's like, how do you find more ways to be in front of your customer in things that keep them sticky to your brand? So like gas cars, right? Easy, easy move, mm-hmm. right? Even yeah. coffee, like local coffee, some of the companies that some of the dealerships that I know that don't just like bring in the, you know, whatever it is, you know, yeah, like, dude, if you're going to try to do the local community thing, yep. you come on, easy, easy. Hey, the craziest absolutely. part about that is like you can't live in America. It's harder to live in America without a car, right? Right. So the, the connections there, like gas is easy, but what about tourism? What about... Um, There's uh, so you many. Know, like, yeah. It's like the, whatever you're doing, you're probably doing it associated with the car. So find the one that makes most sense for your community and build community around that. Well, if you haven't figured out, we're kind of brand people. We're kind of community people. And we feel like if car dealerships lean into those things, they might have a little bit more staying power. So, you know, go lean in. Lean in. Lean in.